It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast. That's right, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 5 a.m. Eastern time is when this gets published all across all platforms. Now, I have to be honest, I had a couple people on Twitter last week say, Jeff, where's the show, man? I listen on Pandora or I listen on iTunes and it's not there. Look, we push it out on our platform and then that platform takes care of all the others. So I can't say that it was our doing or something like that, but typically, and I say typically, the episode does show up within an hour or so after it runs at 5 a.m. on our end. So if you're listening on Spotify and you pull up Spotify and it's not there, check back in a few minutes and it'll probably show up. Same on iTunes, same on Pandora, Stitcher, Anchor, uh, wherever else you get your podcast. Remember, you can always subscribe to the channel. That way you can even set up notifications whenever we have a new episode, not just my show, but like Dave Schofield, Stat Geek, uh, Michael Beck, our deputy editor, the live mic on Tuesday, all of our afternoon shows and weekend shows so that you don't miss a thing. And as I always state, I am the co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. This podcast platform is an extension of that website. BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is an SB Nation site. SB Nation is a Vox Media site, and that's just the umbrella that we fall under. But nonetheless, here we are, 
And it's Monday. I hope you all had a great weekend. I hope that if you celebrate Easter, you had a great Easter. I hope that it was peaceful. I hope that it was relaxing. And I hope that you all find yourselves in a better mental space and maybe even physical space entering this new week. And you know what? I figured we're only a few weeks out of this NFL draft. The 2021 NFL draft is on the horizon and things are going to start heating up. But we're going to hit a little bit of a lull. And when I say that, it's because I, I, I write this article every Monday morning, typically, for the website where I update the uh, pro days that are coming up. And it just happens to be that this week, I think there's only four pro days, and none of them are big banner pro days. You know, no Penn State, no Notre Dame, no Alabama, no Clemson, no Ohio State. All these gigantic NFL churning, they basically are just like, uh, you know, NFL potential star factories, all these colleges, and there's just not a lot of pro days. They're they're winding down, and so you have these athletes now that have put their best foot forward at their pro day, and now they're just waiting, and they're probably going to have a lot of meetings between now and the draft. This is where typically, in a typical offseason, you would see both rumors and then official pre-draft visits. And so the uh, the Steelers would announce, and this number might have changed in the new CBA. I'll have to check, but they'll they would say, "Yeah, the Steelers hosted five uh, prospects today," and they would name them out. And you would have we, we would keep tallies on the positions with everything potentially being virtual this year. I'm just not sure if that's actually going to be made public. And so because of that, we're now in that point where what what's going to happen now? Well, it might be kind of dark. There there might not be a lot of movement. Most of the time, it's this month of April, and the, the draft starts at the end of the month. And it's this month where there's not a lot of free agent activity. And the reason being is that most teams have said, the players that we wanted, we went out and got. The players that we could go out and get, we already went out and got or tried to. We're not going to make any moves until the draft. When the draft's over, then you have that last wave of free agency uh, where players, you know, let's say a, a team wanted a running back and they weren't able to get a running back in free agency or the NFL draft didn't work out and they weren't able to get a running back in that area either. Well, maybe someone like James Conner gets signed at that point. Nonetheless, that's what's coming up. So I thought to myself, there really was no news over the weekend with the Steelers. Um, what am I going to talk about on this show? Don't worry, I have you set up all the way up until the draft. I've decided that every Monday, I'm going to start breaking down position groups leading up to the draft, and I'm going to talk about who the Steelers have at that specific position group, and then we're going to answer some questions leading into the draft. For instance, where was this? Where would this position fall in terms of draft priority? Would they be willing to draft at these positions early or not? And then some other talking points as well. If you've listened to me for a long time, and I think a lot of people on our podcast platform believe this as well, that the game is won and lost in the trenches. That's what we always talk about. The game is won and lost in the trenches. And they're talking about the offensive line and the defensive line. Makes sense, right? It breaks down to being the most basic aspect of the game of football. And so let's talk about that. Let's start there. Let's start in the trenches. So that's what I decided to do on this Monday. Let's get you started on the right track. We're going to start in the first segment with the offensive line. 
And then the second segment, we're going to dive into the defensive line. And like I said, we're going to be talking about personnel, who they have on the roster, because there's a lot of players out here that on the roster for both sides of the football that you might say, who in the heck is that? And what are they going to do with this guy? I understand that I was that way too, as I was looking at the official Steelers website, getting all these names together. I was shocked by some of these names I had never heard of. Players that might have been on the practice squad last year. Players that might have been unemployed last year. Players that might have been on another team's practice squad last year. There's a lot of different names, and we're going to talk about this. Let's start with the offensive line, shall we? Okay, let's talk about the personnel at offensive tackle. At offensive tackle, you have Zach Banner, Chooks Okorafor, Joe Haig, Evian Collins. I hope I said that correctly. I might be wrong. Anthony Coyle. John LeGlue, and Brandon Walton. And there you have it. You have all those names. <laughs> Who? LeGlue? Did he just say LeGlue? I did. I did say LeGlue. Joe Haig, out of those, is the only outside free agent addition to the offensive line and in terms of the offensive tackle position. They did re-sign Zach Banner. Other than that, most of those players were future reserve contract players. Let's go to the guard position. You have David DeCastro. Kevin Dotson, Joe Haig, I put him there as well because although he's listed only as an offensive tackle on the Steelers' official website, everything that you read about Haig states that he also can play guard. And then Rashad Coward, he was a free agent addition. He was actually, I'm not sure if he was technically a free agent addition. The Chicago Bears decided not to give him a restricted free agent tender, and the Steelers then picked him up. So take that for what it's worth. Center position, ugh, this is just tough. B.J. Finney, he was a street free agent, so he would not count towards the free agent situation that they would be in terms of comp picks and things like that. And J.C. Hassenauer, that's it. (laughs) B.J. Finney, J.C. Hassenauer, that's it. And then they have someone like Jaron Jones. Now, Jaron Jones is a player that was... He was on the practice squad for the Steelers last season. Uh, I think that they had they see a lot of potential in this young man. He's not listed as tackle, guard, or center. He's listed as offensive line. So take that for what it's worth. This guy should be able to play multiple positions, but Jaron Jones would fall under a lot of categories that we just named. So there you have it. Those are all of the Steelers personnel along the offensive line. And not very many are free agent additions. Could they still see some new players in this list or on these lists they could someone like Alejandro Villanueva absolutely could find his way onto this list but not yet not as of this being recorded he's still considered a street free agent so let's go to the next line of questions and we're going to do these for all of our position groups every Monday leading up to the draft draft pick priority should the offensive line carry a priority leading into the 2021 NFL Draft? And I think the answer is yes. Yes at multiple positions. So early, and that's the next question. So if the answer is yes, it's kind of like a flow chart. If the answer to the draft pick priority is yes, then should that priority be early? We're talking picks one, two, or three. Rounds one, two, or three. Top three picks, however it falls. Should they be looking early? Yes. The answer to me is yes, yes, yes but not every position. So offensive tackle and center, absolutely. I absolutely think that those should be top priority positions in this upcoming NFL draft. That does not mean that guards should be ignored. 
Look at who they have at guard. DeCastro, Dotson are your starters. Haig could flex in. Coward was a former defensive lineman for the Bears before Matt Nagy turned him into an offensive guard. I'm sorry, I'm just not even buying him as quality depth at this point. So if you can find in the draft an offensive tackle and or a center early in the mid to late rounds, get a guard, get an interior uh, offensive lineman, and you're going to bolster that depth, that is your best course of action in my opinion. But the team, the Steelers have shown the ability, and this is really important to note, the Steelers have shown the ability to take mid to late or undrafted players and turn them into something that is noteworthy. We'll put it that way. I'm not saying they turned them into all pros or pro bowlers. They've turned them into starting offensive linemen that are competent. Look at players like Kelvin Beecham. I think he was a seventh-round pick. Look at Alejandro Villanueva. Okay, so he goes and serves in the military. The Philadelphia Eagles basically sign him on a dog and pony show deal where it's like, hey, look at us. We're giving this veteran a a chance. He doesn't stick around. He was on the defensive line, mind you, for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Steelers pick him up. They turn him to an offensive tackle, a starting left tackle. Think about that. Think about that. But you also look at someone like B.J. Finney. He was undrafted, I think, out of Kansas State. He was undrafted. He turned into a good enough player that when he hit free agency, the Seattle Seahawks gave him a very, very steep contract, one that the Steelers could not match. So when you look at it in that respect, now I know that it didn't work out in Seattle, and then the Cincinnati Bengals picked up Finney, and it didn't work out there, and he finds his way back to Pittsburgh. How he finds his way there means nothing, but the fact is that Finney turned his time in Pittsburgh as an undrafted rookie free agent into a lucrative contract. That's how people view the Steelers' offensive linemen. Matt Filer's another example from Bloomberg. I believe he was undrafted. Turns into not just a starting offensive lineman, but a versatile offensive lineman. Comes in and he's a tackle. Then they move him into guard. He can play both positions, been a starter at both positions, There's value there. And what happened? Got a big deal to go to L.A. Good for him. Good for him. But I look at all these players, the Beachums, the Finneys, the Villanuevas, the Filers, and there's more. There's more. Trust me, there's more. Look at Ramon Foster. He was an undrafted rookie out of Tennessee. He was an every-down starter for them at left guard for years, almost a decade. Their ability to develop talent in the late rounds should be something that we're all thinking about. I fear the offensive tackle early. Maybe it's just Mike Adams. Mike Adams was a second-round pick out of Ohio State. There were red flags all around this guy, all around him. And yet, for some reason, they took him anyways, and he never panned out. It just didn't work out. But with every Mike Adams, there's a Marcus Gilbert. So take that for what it's worth. Gilbert, everyone thought was going to be, you know, he was a second-round pick out of Florida. Everyone thought he was going to be the left tackle of the future. Turns out it was a right tackle, was a really good right tackle when he stayed healthy. The Steelers are a, a an organization that knows how to find that uh, that late round talent and still turn them into something. And so that's when I talk about a Jaron Jones, an Anthony Coyle, a Brandon Walton. I'm just naming some of these names that no one's heard of. Maybe there's a chance that they turn one of these guys into a legitimate quality depth player 
or a legitimate player that's going to compete for a starting job. It is possible. History tells us it is possible. And the Steelers should leave no stone unturned when it comes to the fact that the offensive line has to improve entering 2021. They were last in rushing yards per game and rushing yards per carry. Art Rooney II said it publicly, you're not going to see the Pittsburgh Steelers dead last again. Can't happen, and it can't happen, and it starts up front. So let's bring this full circle before we take a break. They should, in my opinion, take some early picks at along the offensive line. This offensive tackle group is deep. The center class is not star-studded. There's no Marquise Pouncey in this class, in my opinion. And Marquise Pouncey was a player that was drafted in the first round, and he started from the first day he walked on campus. Not because he was like, they were they were not like the Steelers were saying, well, he was a first-round pick, let's put him out there. No, that's not what happened, if you remember. He earned it. He earned that spot, and he didn't give it up for over a decade. I don't see that center being in this draft class, but I think that the second round, third round, ah, the third round scares me. I'm thinking second round pick for a center if they're going to go that way. We'll see how it goes. This is a deep tackle class, so if they're going to go tackle maybe in the third round, they could do that. I would be fine with that. Guard in the later rounds, I think you'd be fine with that. Even if you go undrafted, if there's a player that has a lot of potential out there, and then center I think has to be an early, early look for this organization. Don't discredit this team's ability to develop talent. Like I said, it's going to be also interesting. What is Matt Canada looking for in offensive linemen? Uh, Our own Kevin Smith or Cliff Harris is still a punk. He wrote some great stories about Matt Canada's system and what it means for the Steelers. And he talked about linemen. Like, what, what does this mean for the line? What kind of linemen are they going to be looking for? Because you're not always going to want the road grader. You might want the guy that's a little bit more... Finesse. I, I hate to say that because when people think of offensive line, they think of someone that wants to. You're looking at pancake blocks. You want to put someone on their back and just drill them and drive them down into the earth. I get that, but Matt Canada might not necessarily want that. I'm not so sure. Check out that article. You can find it at behindthesteelcurtain.com. Go down to our Steelers film room or our features in long form tab that you'll see on the site, and you can look it up and find it there. But still, also Adrian Clem. Adrian Clem is a new offensive line coach now he's been highly touted with the players that were with him last year highly touted with players that played with him when he was in the national football league he played for teams like green bay and new england so these are all question marks that are going to have to be developed and and they're going to have to kind of be unraveled as we go that's tough for fans fans want to know right now i understand that that's tough for fans but this offensive line is going to need to be addressed it wasn't really addressed in free agency. You look at Rashad Coward, Joe Haig. If you want to count B.J. Finney in there, that's it. Those are the only moves they made. The only moves they made. I was screaming from the mountaintops, sign a veteran center, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. I'm going to sit back and trust them for a little bit. At the end of the month, when the draft is over, I might not be sitting here quiet anymore. I might be tossing my desk. We'll see. Uh, when we come back after this break, we're going to talk about the defensive line. Let's go to the other side of the ball. Should be a little bit better, right? Well, we'll see. Stay tuned. Be right back. All right. 
right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. This Monday Let's Ride episode. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you. Thanks for spending your Monday or part of your Monday with me, whether you're on your drive to work, whether you're on the treadmill, whether you're listening while doing dishes, I don't care. Thank you for spending some time with me. And if you're doing this in this part of the offseason, you're probably a part of my ride or die crew. If you're part of my ride or die crew, I got to say, follow me on Twitter at jhartman underscore pit we use hashtag ride or die crew all the time i love communicating with my followers uh follow me and also remember i have to plug this now tuesday night i'm going to be live on locker room the locker room app is only for ios users right now create an account totally free follow me same handle at jhartman underscore pit and at 7 30 p.m eastern time i'm going to be going live on locker room to talk all things pittsburgh steelers with you That's what I need. I need you to join me because without you, I'm sitting here doing my Monday and Friday show, which is me just talking to myself. I'm fine doing that. My wife tells me I talk too much anyways, but still, I'd rather talk with you. So go to the locker room app if you're an iOS user, download the app, totally free again, create an account, totally free, doesn't cost you a dime, and then look for me at at jhartman underscore pit, Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Let's dig into this defensive line, shall we, boys and girls? So, the personnel. Here we go. The Steelers do some interesting labeling for their defensive line. Everyone knows their base defense is a 3-4. And when you're talking about the players that are next to the nose tackle, some people are labeled as a defensive tackle. Some people are labeled as a defensive end. Now, there might be some reasoning behind this. There might be a method to their madness but I'm not sure what that is at this point in time. Maybe I don't know enough about the X's and O's. Maybe someone like Dave Schofield or or the other co-editor behind the steel curtain.com. Maybe he'd say, well, Jeff, that's because this player plays X, Y, Z, whatever. He's normally a two gap, three gap one, whatever the case is. I don't know what it is, but they label them differently. So here's who they have labeled as defensive ends in the Steelers defense. Stefan to Tyson Alualu. Isaiah Bugs, Henry Mondo, Calvin Taylor. This is from the official Steelers website. Keep that in mind. Next, they go to defensive tackles. Defensive tackles, you've got Cameron Hayward, Demarcus Christmas, Carlos Davis. Now you might be saying, well, wait a second. We're missing, we're missing a player. A player that they brought back. Two-year deal. Chris Wormley. What well, you missed him. He is labeled as a nose tackle. Bet you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Not until I looked it up. And so Chris Wormley is listed as a nose tackle. And when you're looking down the line, Tyson Alualu was retained. What a crazy story. We talked about that a lot. Chris Wormley was retained. And they haven't really made any moves. They haven't really made any moves. Uh, they, they they have some players on that list that we know, like Bugs. He'll be going to his third year. Carlos Davis saw some time last season. Was a seventh-round pick in 2020. Calvin Taylor's a name that's been around. Henry Mondo played some snaps last season as well. This defensive front, and again, when I say defensive line, I'm not including outside linebackers. That'll be a whole different scenario, a whole different Monday. Okay, but still, in this regard, I'm looking at these the defensive line, and here's the question. Let's go to the next ch- question in the flow chart. You talk about the personnel. Should this position be a draft pick priority? Well, we said yes to the offensive line. I say no on the defensive line. Once they got Tyson Alualu back, 
Once that miracle scenario happened, <laughs> I swear it sounds like a miracle still to this day. And just the way that things work sometimes are just insane. You know, he gets COVID, has to stick around. Carl Dunbar, the offensive line co- or defensive line coach, is calling him up. He's got teammates calling him up. Why don't you stay, man? What are you doing? What are you thinking? We could go on a run. And he stays. And he actually stays. Incredible. But once that happens, once that happened, the Alawalu retention and I say that loosely because it was really crazy, I said that this draft pick priority is is not a priority anymore. The defensive line is not a priority in the 2021 NFL draft. Next question, the flow chart is, okay, draft pick priority, no. Should they even make a pick at all? So remember, the offensive line, it was the draft pick priority is, yes, the flow chart reads you, should they take a pick early? This one is, is a draft pick priority? No. Should they even spend a draft pick on a defensive lineman at all? I think that if the right prospect is there late, I say yes. They have eight picks. You could take a flyer on a player in the late rounds. It might be a, I hate to use this guy's name because it still irks me that he spent so much time with the Steelers anyways. But it could be like a Daniel McCullers type player. A Daniel McCullers who is huge, a massive man, he might. He definitely has some work to do. We know that, but ultimately, is a considered a low risk, high upside pick. I would be fine with that. If they don't pick a defensive lineman at all, I think the list that I just read to you would be okay. They would be fine. I think they'd be fine. In terms of personnel, they'd be fine. But let's not kid ourselves here and suggest that the Steelers, from a run defense standpoint, is just fine. This defense as a whole is elite, I think. I think they're still going to be elite this season. They're going to get after the passer. The sack numbers are going to be there. I believe that the secondary, although without Steven Nelson, might not be as good, but I still think they're going to be solid. They just have to find some nickel, you know, someone to play the sub packages if Cam Sutton's going to be on the outside. We're not talking about the cornerbacks here, though. What I'm trying to allude to is that the pass defense, I think, will be okay. What about the run defense? This has been, for the past few seasons, the Steelers' Achilles heel. It was really crazy. When you think back at the 2020 season, the Steelers' offense running the ball and the Steelers' defense stopping the ball literally ebbed and flowed at the same time. Let's not forget the Steelers started out running the ball unbelievably well. I mean, it was great. It was Benny Snell in week one, James Conner after that. They ran the ball well. They were averaging over 100 yards a game. Just really, really eye-opening stuff. And fans like myself and others were saying, this is incredible. The Steelers are running the ball, and they're running it well. This was great. And then as the season progressed, it got worse and worse and worse to the point that, like I said earlier, they finished dead last, 32nd out of 32 teams in rushing yards per game and rushing yards per carry. The Steelers' defense, their run defense, they were so stingy early. It was them and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the majority of the first half of the season that were literally nip and tuck head-to-head on figuring out who was the best run defense in the NFL. It was Tampa Bay, and then Pittsburgh would shut down someone's running game like Melvin Gordon against Denver, and they would go back up going into the next week. And it was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then all of a sudden, they just started to kind of leak oil. 
Maybe, you know, the first time they played Baltimore, they gave up over 200 yards rushing. Uh, they gave up yards in a bunch of other games, and then slowly but surely as the season progressed, as the Steelers' offense couldn't run the ball, the Steelers' defense couldn't stop the run. And that's when, and you got to remember, I think throughout the first quarter of the regular season last year, the Steelers' run defense was not only first or second, they were giving up less than 70 yards per game, I believe. It was just incredible. They finish the season 13th, giving up 112.4 yards per game. I don't want anyone to sit there and think, wow, that's awful. It's not the it's not the worst. But at the same time, I can't get out of my head. Dick LeBeau constantly talking to his defense. And when he would give interviews, he would say the same thing. We need to make a team one-dimensional. We need to take away the run. Do not let them run the ball. And then we are going to create good situations for our pass rush and our secondary by creating third and long down and distances. That's what Dick LeBeau, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame player. He's really more, I think, a Hall of Fame coach. That's what he prided his defense on. And yet the Steelers over the past few seasons have struggled to really stop the run consistently throughout an entire season. 13th isn't horrible when the rest of your defensive statistics are top five, and they are. 13th is not the end of the world. But if they could be in the top 10 in every single statistical category, well, that would be a huge improvement. If you could be in around the top five in every statistical category on defense, that would be a massive improvement. And so when I look at the run defense giving up 112.4 yards per game, 13th in the league, that's just not good enough. Now the team, the Steelers, they value their defensive line. They do that and they show that by giving players like Cam Hayward before last season a big contract. Stephon to it two years ago, big contract. They retain Wormley. They retain Aluwalu. They believe in this group or else they wouldn't have made those moves. They wouldn't have brought back Chris Wormley if they didn't think that he was going to be helpful. I ask myself, and I don't know the answer to this question. We probably never will know the answer to this question. But if Alawalu stayed from the onset of free agency, never talked to Jacksonville, never was going to go there, would they have kept Wormley? Was Wormley a part of their plan from the moment free agency started? Or was it kind of a knee-jerk reaction to, we're going to lose Alawalu, we can't afford to lose both? So let's get Wormley in the books. Then we move from there. And now all of a sudden, Alawalu wants to come back. Now, great. That's awesome. But was it in the plans? I don't know. We'll never find out. We never will find out that answer. But you have to think they have to find a way. And this is more just from a defense altogether. And when we get into the linebackers, we'll talk about the inside linebackers. Of course, they play a role in the run defense as much as the defensive line does. But there are times where to it, and even Hayward, they will get out of their their run fits. The, the run fits are something you hear a lot about when you hear Keith Butler talk to the media. Basically, they start to freelance a little bit. They get out of their gaps, and that can create holes in the running game. The Steelers are going to have to be more di- disciplined on the defensive line if they want this run defense number to go down. Does that mean that they might have to sacrifice some pass rush to do that? Because 
you I talk about teams like Baltimore and their the read the run read options the RPOs that they run with Lamar Jackson. You might have to stay back a little bit and not attack all the time. That's maybe what they have to do. I don't know, but they need this run defense to be better. But let's bring it full circle here. The defensive line should it be a draft pick priority? I don't think so. Should they take a a pick at all? I think yes. It should be a late round pick. Should not be day one or day two. Should not be a day one or day day one or day two pick in my opinion. But if they address it late in the day three, I'm fine with that. Absolutely fine with that. Yeah, this was fun. This was good. We we uncovered a lot of stuff here today, and I'm going to be doing this. Maybe I have to look at the calendar. I might be doing this again on Friday to try to make sure I get through every position before the draft. I'm going to have to look at the calendar, make sure, but maybe I'll be doing this. I know the next time I talk to you, it's going to be Tuesday night live on Locker Room, so make sure you get that app on your phone if you're an iOS user. In the meantime, remember, wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you do not miss a thing. And also, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a wrap, folks, for this Monday show. I thank you for spending some time with me. Hope you're off to a great week. As we always finish it out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great rest of your day. Talk to you on Wednesday. See you. Go see you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.